0: It's Brian Anthony from the Office of Student Life and Leadership in the Booth. Welcome to another episode of Hill Talks. Each episode, we will bring you an inspiring message to help improve your leadership skill set. Everyone can always use leadership tips, so we hope that you get something out of it. We're
1: live in the Booth.
2: Today's topic focuses on new aspects of leadership featuring some of campus' most prominent leaders from a student and professional lens.
1: My name is Aubrey Salters. I am a senior uh, at UNC, so I will be graduating. And I am a psychology major and a social and economic justice minor. Uh,
0: my name is Andrew Stratton. I am also a graduating senior at UNC, and I am a sport administration major. Let's kick it.
2: Cool. Well, thank you all for joining us for another episode of Hail Talks. Um, and thank you all for a great semester um, in class and online and on Twitter and all the things that have changed since uh, the <laughs> pandemic um to kick things off i am very curious to hear what leadership means to you um and given the fact that you've had a whole semester to kind of like think about that i'm expecting fire um so whoever would like to start um
0: go for it what does leadership mean to you oh man i guess i guess i'll kick it off um uh the the one thing that i came in pretty much after the second week that i found was that leadership doesn't really derive from like a position or a title, but rather like the ability to unite people around a cause or goal. Um, I'd say it's like, it implies putting the cause above yourself and rather than working towards, you know, like a status or an award, it's believing in like the common goal that you're working towards. Um, Like satisfaction only when the collective has met what they set out to accomplish, not just like the leader or a select few um, accomplishing their goals. and it involves not necessarily like shaping others, but bringing out what capabilities um, they already possess and uh, working them into the team. So you should be able to identify strengths and where they fit into a collective. And uh, putting all this together, just leadership is more than just an individual. It's, uh, it's, it's the act of contributing to a movement. Come on, Andrew. <laughs> With the bar. All right, you said you wanted fire, man. You <laughs> brought
1: it. um, I can go next. I definitely agree with everything that Andrew said. Uh, I kind of think about this question, I guess, a little bit differently. Um, I guess it would reflect my the state of mind that I'm in currently. But throughout the semester, I think something that was really drilled into my learning was that leadership is really, really about being like a guide in some sort of way for other people. And that it's like you are a guide or a soundboard or a facilitator or like you are what that person needs you to be at the time that they need it. Um, And yes, that comes with boundaries, you know, for communication's sake. But for the most part, I think I learned that leadership, like Andrew said, isn't about necessarily a very spelled out title. It's about the relationship that you have with the cause that you're, That is important to you or the relationship that you have with like the team that you're working with and being a part of that and like focusing on that relationship and like cultivating that relationship in like a trustful and healthy way is like what leadership is for me is like that's like to do all of those things is like what leadership means we two for two for the heat right now i'm (laughs) I'm feeling (laughs) it all right we're going to
2: keep things moving okay um great definitions Um, so for a student who has not taken EDUC 309 leadership for a better world um, how would you describe the class Um, and yeah how would you describe the class
1: Uh, I would describe the class one I would definitely encourage people to take the class Um, definitely it's definitely been one of my favorites but I would describe the class as like a discussion-based course um, that breaks down like what it means to be a leader and amidst like that conversation, like integrates a lot of important discussion about like social issues and like social commentary. Um, Yeah, I think it's just a a course where you kind of get like, not necessarily free reign, but you get an opportunity to talk about the things that you care about with people who are also trying to talk about things that they care about in a way that's like, ultimately gonna make you a better communicator. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, The free reign is huge. Um, I kind of saw it as like a leadership workshop each week. Um, I mean, obviously it's three hours long, so it's not your average class. (laughs) Um, But Sydney and Anthony, who's here with us, obviously um, just kind of serve as like the facilitators for the conversations. Um, But then the students kind of carry it for the bulk of the material. Um, and I think one of the most interesting aspects is how controversial it gets. Like you talked about, I think social issues, (laughs) it can get pretty heated. (laughs) Um, but, uh, just facing the harsh realities of the world is huge. Um, outside of college, it's not just about, you know, the UNC campus. It's about having like a worldview. Um, and then there's also the engagement activities. Um, and then the, I think one of my favorite was the complex issue project, which Logan and I worked on together. And that kind of put us in like the professor, uh, perspective. Um, and just getting to get on the other side of the podium and kind of uh, lead from that perspective, I think, was huge. So just like Albert said, definitely highly recommend taking it um, if you can get into it. I kind of snuck in <laughs> at the last minute. So. I do
2: remember Andrew coming into class, like, not enrolled. <laughs> After- and I was like, ooh. And I, and he's like, hey, man, you're not just really trying to get this class. Like, I, was in? <laughs> I was that guy. I was that guy. And what's funny about EDUC is that, like, like a lot of... It's one of the more popular classes on campus, right? Because, I mean, like, it's a it's an easy class, right? Like, seniors, like, <laughs> it's a very, like, senior-heavy, like, I'm not trying to, like, go hard yeah. this semester academically. Um, like, I want just, like, to coax my mm-hmm. last semester, which is cool. Like, we get it. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, though, like, I think that the expectations of it being an easy class um, combined with just, like, our approach to it, um, we really just try to make
0: it, like, as impactful as possible while still hoping that everyone like gets a good day. yeah um i was just i was just gonna say it's like it's it's certainly like easy in one respect but like it's like hard in its own way like because you like you guys ask questions that like don't have answers <laughs> yeah. and so to like talk about them it's like it's like hard in like the best yeah, way. yeah
1: and i also think it's one of those courses that i mean like you said like i came into it like fully definitely signed up like <laughs> three-hour course, senior year, it's easy. Like, that's kind of the impression <laughs> I was under. Um, but mm-hmm. I think you and Sydney both do a really good job of being aware that that is kind of people's impressions of it. And kind—and you just do a really good job of, like, kind of catering to that, but also pushing us to actually participate and be a part of a conversation So it almost feels like you're just meeting with like a cool group for three hours to talk about some stuff that you care about, instead of like a serious class to where you feel like the grades are hanging over your head and the stress of like whatever is hanging over your head. It's just it's a lot more casual, but also structured Mm -hmm. in a way that you feel like you're getting something done, which I really liked.
2: Yeah, um, I like the I like, like the fact that you all mentioned that it's easy in a certain respect, like in comparison to other classes when it comes to like assignments and stuff like that. But even the assignments push you in a way that's different um, Mm -hmm. or just like causes you to have a different train of thought. Um, But speaking of that, and just like overall the semester in-person and um, virtual, um, what have you discovered about your own like leadership styles or just like
0: yourself through um, the course content um, and some of the assignments (coughs) that you've done? I would say one of the most daunting aspects um, of the class was kind of like the Socratic method that we use. Um, At first I was a bit worried because public speaking hasn't always been my strong suit. I'm sure as you've you've found in the, in the class, but I was able to learn about myself in that I found as a leader, I tend to kind of observe and evaluate a little bit um, team members and how they stand and how they feel. And then, um, so I would let uh, classmates answer first and then in my response kind of lead with a synopsis of their points and then relate it to my own thoughts. And it kind of showed that I was like listening to them and truly heard them um, and, and showed how they're important in the team um, because members want to be heard and noticed. Um, and this is why collaboration resonated with me out of the seven C's, um, capitalizing on team members' strengths and points and uh, class on the social change. Front.
1: Hmm. front. I think for me, a little bit different than Andrew, I have never had a problem with not talking, like talking has always been something that I've been very comfortable <laughs> with, um, yeah. taking that with what you will, but what I, <laughs> really what I liked is that like engaging in c- conversations like that is something that I would do all the time at any point in any day forever. Um, but it was really interesting to me because it wasn't a group of people that like you typically have those conversations with people that you know really well, and I think having those types of conversations with people that you don't know really well was able to teach me like not only lessons on like active listening but also really drill in how important like empathy and that like part of my leadership style going forward and just I think leadership in general that like trust is really important and I think this class was we didn't necessarily talk about trust but I think there was this like kind of air of just automatic trust that we all gave to each other because we're all sharing very personal things and like sharing very personal views. And I think like part of being a leadership, part of being a leader in my opinion is like being able to have that trust with the people that you're leading with them cool. and ha- knowing that they have it with you. Um, and so I think that that is something that like, I've definitely learned it, to appreciate much more from the course.
2: Yeah. And I think that your class, um, Mind you, this is my first year at UNC, um, but from what I've gathered from past three or nine classes, is that um, it hasn't been the most diverse in terms of um, perspectives and stuff that was coming in. Um, and I think that you all, from like a, a visible diversity standpoint, but as well as like your experiences, were able to bring a lot of different things to the table um, and a lot of different perspectives that like made not only like you all think about what each other was saying, but like Sydney and I will oftentimes like. Go home and like text her and be like, hey, you remember what Andrew said about uh, X, Y, and Z? Like, man, no, I of crazy. <laughs> Not, like, you know, so we were, we were really, um, we were really like, take home a lot of the conversations that we were having in class and like really try to like reflect on them um, as professionals as well as just like people and stuff too. So kudos for you all um, for making us uh, enjoy educating you all um, about the social change model and stuff. Um, so with that, you two are graduating, right? Uh, congratulations Thank to you, you all and the rest of the class of 2020. Um, <laughs> how, how do you plan to incorporate what you learned from this class as well as like the leadership opportunities that you've had on campus, um, whether it be your sports clubs, um, fraternities, sororities, um, anything of that nature, um, and connect that to life outside of North Carolina or UNC specifically?
1: Ooh. That's loaded.
0: That's a lot. That's a a big question. (laughs) One of the things I learned from uh, the course is that being a leader doesn't resolve around a position or um, a title. So in through studying the seven seasons of change, which is like we harped on like every week, (laughs) I found that anyone can lead at any level in a company. It doesn't take a corner office to practice congruence or citizenship. Um, But they are cornerstones, (laughs) so to speak, of the social change model. Um. So I applied this with a. bar. Andrew. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> um. But speaking of that, I with the you you mentioned sport clubs. So with uh with club lacrosse, I started as a player and then a treasurer and then a president. But I took on another position and decided to step down and pass on the presidency to someone else. Um. And and served as an advisor. And I found that as an advisor, you know, not as the president, but just as a club member, I was almost able to affect more change. Um because I could see the full picture and I didn't have all these pressures on me. Um, and this is a trend that I hope sticks around with the club and, and with other organizations at UNC. Um, but looking beyond colleges, I'm all over options and such. Um, I found that I want to land in a place that allows me to carry on the skills I've developed in the course. Um, one being congruence, um, which is one of my favorite C's, <laughs> uh, acting consistently with beliefs and attitudes um, and doing so would allow me to put my full self into my work. Um, And I would be like uh, uh, less likely to lose touch if I'm forced to outside act outside of these values.
1: Um, For me, when it comes to graduation and I don't really know what my life is going to look like, but I think something that I got from this course that I don't think I ever necessarily categorized it as leadership is that like we were saying, it doesn't have to be a certain position or title, but that like, it is completely integrated into pretty much any relationship that you have with someone and that like relationships Mm -hmm. in and of themselves are a give and take. And there are areas in which like you need that friend or that person to like lead you. And there are areas in which you need to lead that friend or that person. And I think you mentioned that one of the C's, but I think like for me two of them that I'm going to take with me and like hold very closely is congruence and consciousness of self. I think those are both, pretty much the basis to being any type of really good leader. Um, And that like, it's really important in the relationships that I make outside of UNC and whether that's in a career way or just in a personal way that like, I am not only checking in with myself and aware of the things that like I might need to be led on, but also checking Mm -hmm. in and making sure that like I'm being consistent with what I'm saying and what I'm doing because I mean, there's the cliche of saying like you lead by example and you know, like cliches are, cliches for a reason. And I think when you are congruent, like you are leading by an example, because nobody is going to take you seriously if you're saying one thing and doing something else. And so I think that's something that's really important for me as I like continue on outside of UNC is to like keep that kind of consistency. Man, I'm so proud
2: right now. I feel like a real <laughs> proud dad to that. Like, kids graduating out here. You've raised us. Man, that's really, It's really cool to hear, um, to hear you all say that. And I think that this class also came in with a lot of leadership experience in comparison to, like, the average student class on campus, right? Um, I mean, there were only 25, mm-hmm. 24 of you. Um, but I feel like everyone... Uh, whether it been like a high school experience um, or just like going throughout uh, their undergraduate careers, like had multiple levels of leadership. Um, And just to hear even you, Abra, say like, you know, we have to learn how to be leaders in one respect, but like also like when we need to be led in another, I think that's just like a really transformative thing that like not Mm -hmm. a lot of people like to hear. Cause like Mm -hmm. leaders will like want to, or people who think that leadership is very positional, like they're not trying to give that up, right? Or like they feel like I'm a leader in this regard. I mean I have to be a leader for like everything. Um, but aren't taking the opportunity to really be molded by other leaders um in areas that like are important to them. So all good things. Um final question what advice would you give to students hoping to grow their leadership abilities and understanding of the word?
1: I can go first. I this one. <laughs> um the first yeah, for this question, I think, for me, I would suggest the most important thing is your why. Um, if mm-hmm. you don't know why you're doing anything, you shouldn't be doing it, in my personal opinion. Um, and so it's I think it's really important to start at first, like, think about all of the things that you care about. Um, and you separate them into boxes or however you want to do it. And you go through and you articulate why you care about those things and why you're willing to put yourself through effort to do those things I think is like the first stage of being a leader Um, because if you can't give a moving argument to somebody else on why they should care about what you care about then it's never going to go anywhere and also kind of on the same train as what I answered to the last question is that like by addressing your why, you're also really checking in on yourself. And I think addressing your why is something you do at the beginning, but you should also do throughout because oftentimes your why can shift and you need to be checking in and making sure that what you're doing is best for you at the time. Um, And so just like consciousness of self, knowing your why um, and just like trusting that if you are trying to be as aware as you can of yourself that like things will happen.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that kind of goes the route. what I was thinking. It's kind of around the same route. I would, the, the word I would use is passion. I would say, build your growth around your passions. Um, I slowly learned this over the past several years um, developing my skills and projects. uh, But it was definitely formalized within the first couple of weeks of uh, 309 when we discussed um, consciousness of self. Um, which is simply, you know, self awareness and personal reflection. Um, but I came into UNC as on, on a personal level. I came into UNC as a pre business major, and I because I enjoyed running businesses out of my room in high school and that sort of thing. Um, and I figured business was like a stable career path. Um, but then I was introduced to the sport admin major and made the switch because um, I had I, sports is where my passion is at, um, and the industry is not nearly as stable, especially as late as of late with. It everything being canceled. Um, but my passion for it led to a a great internship where we organized a bunch of fun events, um, and worked in teams, which you might not see in the business world as much, um, like true teams, um, in the sport world. Um, and the hours were long and the reward was only the event itself, but the passion team had was, was huge. Um, so if you're starting out at UNC or wherever you are, really, um, I would just take this kind of this podcast as a sign to, Take a minute to truly self-reflect and figure out what motivates you. Um, for me, it was uh, it's the chance to see a group I contributed to or led uh, succeed in pretty much any capacity, um, and this got me involved in club lacrosse, QAB, the Carolina Athletic Association, and my internship. Um, but if I think if I think if you can define what motivates you, uh, you can grow into a into a great position, and it'll be very meaningful.
1: I have one more thing that you yeah. By you saying Please. that made me think of it. Um, if you're, I don't know, like any, this is what I said as a whole in, in advice is that like when you care about something, failing sucks. And so when you care about something, like it's really, there's a high chance that it doesn't work out, but you want to make sure that failing is worth it. And so you want to do something that makes it worth it, which is a weird, which is a weird yes. thing to say, like <laughs> make failing worth it, but like you don't, failing, feel so are you saying like go all out yeah like make it worth make it worth what you want like don't fail like don't be hard on yourself for failing about something that you don't even care about because that's not that isn't going to do anything for you like you might as well go for it because if you're going to fail at least you put yourself out there and at least it was worth it the effort was worth it in the first place
0: yeah
1: it's justifiable yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. you learn from
2: it i feel it well i'm glad that you all learned from class (laughs) and uh (laughs) enjoyed the experience um sydney and i i mean like y'all know that we'll keep up with y'all um i'm actually trying to see what i'm trying to follow folks on twitter you know that's cool you know (laughs) you're gonna follow (laughs) my bot account (laughs) i'm gonna follow it
1: (laughs) yeah my bot account all right
2: um um, well cool thank you for joining me on the podcast yeah thank you for having me yes thanks um, for having um, us congratulations again on graduating
0: Check back with us for another discussion on leadership and even more amazing in studio guests.
1: It's Brian Anthony live from the booth. Peace.